Hello, my name's Florence. Welcome to the OBS pod. I'm an NHS obstetrician, hoping to share some thoughts and experiences about my working life. Perhaps you enjoy Call the Midwife, maybe birth fascinates you, or you're simply curious about what exactly an obstetrician is. You might be pregnant and preparing for birth. Perhaps you work in maternity and want to know what makes your obstetric colleagues tick, or you want some fresh ideas and inspiration. Whichever of these is the case, and for that matter, anyone else that's interested, the OBSPOD is for you. Episode 80. Climate. What does maternity care have to do with climate change? Have I completely lost my mind and gone off on a whim, on a tangent? I usually get slightly ahead recording my episodes, maybe a week or two ahead of time. So although this episode will air when COP26 is over and done with, the climate is very much on my mind this week as it is continuing to take place. We have to think about the impact of every aspect of our lives when we consider climate change. And unfortunately, healthcare is not as innocent as one might initially believe. Today, I'm going to focus on some of the things I notice in my day-to-day work. In recent years, with the pandemic, it's been very obvious how much waste we produce in healthcare. Single-use masks litter our pavements and in the NHS there are bins and bins of the stuff. In my mind, Covid has accentuated what was an existing problem, magnified it, made it bigger. During Covid, whilst I've been fearful of my own personal safety, particularly prior to the vaccination programme, I've been appalled by the use of plastic apron, gloves and mask for each patient interaction. Each set might be binned after only a few minutes or even seconds of wearing. We have yard upon yard of tear-off plastic aprons being used fleetingly at a time when we know plastics are poisoning our oceans. However careful or environmentally friendly we are at home, we then come into the workplace and are profligate in our wastage. However much we might want to buck the trend, we've got infection control guidance to obey and none of us want to put people at risk with hospital-acquired infections of any kind, let alone COVID. Fortunately, as soon as there's a problem, someone starts to design a solution and I've been really cheered to hear about attempts to recycle masks, such as the SteriMelt machine installed at Royal Cornwall Hospital earlier this year to turn masks and drapes and other consumables back into reusable material. But obvious disposable materials are only a fraction of the problem I see day to day. When I started my career, every hospital had a sterile services department, known as CSSD. After we used equipment such as a delivery pack or theatre set, 
the equipment would be put in the sterile services bin. It would be collected, it would go off, it would be washed, sorted, repaired if necessary and autoclaved to make it sterile and come back as a reusable pack. On the rare occasions that we're running short of equipment such as a Vantuse cup or forceps, we'd ring sterile services and they'd tell us either they could run something up to us that had just finished being processed or how long it would be until the next set of equipment would be ready. In the pressure to constantly cut costs year on year, equipment has changed. A new pack of equipment would arrive for us to trial, usually less robust and hard-wearing, until eventually a high number of pieces of equipment have become single-use. You might think this is like a mask. It's a flimsy, small thing that's single-use. But no, I'm talking really quite robust pieces of equipment. Let's talk about a delivery pack. A delivery pack is opened for every birth, whether that be a home birth, a birth centre birth, an obstetric birth. We need a delivery pack. This contains episiotomy scissors, in case we need to cut an episiotomy, two clamps to clamp the umbilical cord, cord scissors, which are special scissors to cut the umbilical cord, and all of these are metal. All of these are packed on a little cardboard tray. Then we have a plastic bowl for the placenta, a plastic cord clamp to put on the baby's umbilical cord, another small plastic container to contain liquid. Often we use this to wash the woman with something clean after delivery or to collect urine if we're using an in and out catheter. Then there's a drape to keep everything clean and five swabs for mopping up blood, which we sometimes use to put pressure on the perineum and try and protect it from tearing. The entire thing, everything I've described, metal, plastic, cardboard, the whole thing is disposable. Yep, you heard that correctly. All that metal, plastic, goes straight in the bin. Single use only. How on earth have we reached a situation where this is cheaper? And how have we accepted that this is okay? Let's add in the fact that many women will need suturing. They'll need stitches. Let us open a suturing pack. In there we've got a needle holder, a clip to clip any bleeding blood vessels and scissors to cut the suturing thread. All of these are metal. Again, another cardboard tray, five swabs and a drape. Obviously there's the suture as well, but that's added in and obviously that's not going to be used more than once. I can tell you with both these packs, we're pared down to the minimum. Many things that were originally contained in these packs have been removed as unnecessary most of the time. After all, that saves money and we can add them as extras on the occasions that they are required. 
We are so caught up in the present day, the need to save money in the here and now, the need to be cheaper to sustain the NHS, that we're completely missing the bigger picture of what this is doing long term. Think about it. These packs are a microcosm. Maternity will not be the only area in the health service where this is happening. It's simply one example. Speculums in gynaecology for vaginal examinations are also now plastic, single use, and the list is endless. Yes, we can shut our sterile services department. We can save some salaries, no doubt, by centralising and consolidating. But if you stop and think about what we're doing, each baby that arrives in the NHS is being welcomed by us throwing away the future of the planet without a thought with that delivery pack. The disposable doesn't stop there. We used to use silastic and metal cup Vantuz suction cups. The cup was attached to a machine with a length of tubing. Now, Vantuz cups, known as kiwi cups, are disposable too. And it isn't even like we chose to stop using them or that the disposable ones were better. They just became obsolete. The suppliers no longer supplied them. We couldn't source new ones. We couldn't source spare parts. The machine that they attached to couldn't be maintained. They disappeared, even having had a conscious discussion at the consultant meeting that we felt the disposable alternative did not meet every requirement for every situation and we wanted to continue having the other options available. This disposable culture also leads to wastage through confusion. Most additional equipment is still old style, as are the caesarean operative sets and forceps. This can result in junior staff, midwifery and medical colleagues who accidentally bin something, believing it to be disposable, not being aware that actually this is something that needs returning and looking after. When I started to think about climate change in maternity, I came across a few other issues in the broader NHS. For some time, there have been some worries about anaesthetic gases, of which Entonox, commonly used by women in labour, is one. Entonox, gas and air, I talked about it in my episode on pain relief. It's a mixture of nitrous oxide and oxygen. Women have been using it for around 100 years in labour. They breathe it in and out. It's very effective. However, nitrous oxide, along with some other anaesthetic gases, is a very powerful greenhouse gas. Apparently, nitrous oxide is almost 300 times more potent than carbon dioxide and escapes into the atmosphere after being exhaled by a patient. Recently, I was delighted to see a new gas and air machine being tried out in Newcastle. 
This meant that when the nitrous oxide was exhaled, it was breathed into a mobile destruction unit by the woman giving birth. This is a machine designed to collect and destroy the residual nitrous oxide from the exhaled gas and air. This is a step forward. But one hospital piloting one new machine needs to lead to change rapidly if we're to hope to make a difference. And I can't imagine that that machine comes cheap at the current time. However, not everything that improves the climate is expensive. I was interested to read an article in the BMJ this week about overprescribing. It estimates that of the £13 billion the NHS spends on medicines, about 10% are being overprescribed. That is, not needed or wanted by the patient, potentially more harmful than beneficial, or having more appropriate alternatives. And this has negative consequences, partly for patients. According to the article, a fifth of hospital admissions among adults over 65 are the result of adverse effects of prescribed drugs. But also, in terms of the environment, according to the article, 25% of the NHS's carbon footprint comes from medicines and reducing overprescribing would go some way to achieving a net zero NHS, as well as obviously cutting costs. So thinking about the climate in healthcare doesn't always have to be an expensive new solution. Let's come to the zesty bit. I am not a climate evangelist. Far from it. I find it very hard to think about the impact I am having on the planet and the future it brings for our children and our children's children. It feels too abstract for me, even with some of the changes we're experiencing in this day and age. I do my bit. I recycle. I use a reusable coffee cup, or at least I did, before the pandemic put paid to that. I will take a cloth bag with me when I go out, in case I do some shopping. We can pay lip service, but really we're scratching the surface. Unless we clamour for change, it probably isn't going to happen. The green shoots of ideas such as mask recycling and the Entenox machine need nurturing to become mainstream, commonplace. And this is up to us, all of us, health professionals and people using healthcare services alike. This disposable culture needs to become unacceptable. Only then will things begin to change. I do hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of The Obs Pod. Feel free to contact me on Twitter at FWMaternity or at The Obs Pod to ask me questions, give me topics for future episodes or 
let me know what you think. It's absolutely fantastic when you get in touch. I really enjoy reading your comments. As usual, I've tried to include in the programme notes some extra reading about this particular topic, both for professionals working in maternity care and for pregnant women using services. I'd like to reassure you that although I'm talking about my experiences working in maternity care, I take confidentiality very seriously and do not give any personal information about any of my patients. If you've enjoyed listening, I'd love you to recommend the OBSPOD to friends or colleagues and please do leave me a review on whichever podcast directory you find my episodes. Many thanks for listening.